0: Hi, I'm Cindy. I'm a compulsory eater from California, Southern California, and hi everybody. I'm really grateful um, to be here and thank you so much. I'm just gonna do the gallery view so I can look at everybody. Uh, So I've been this program um, almost (laughs) since I was born, it feels like. I came into my very first meeting when I was 12 years old and I was not emotionally, um, you know, ready to deal with this issue or even understand it to the extent of even admitting that I had a problem. Um, but that does um, kind of tell me that I, I was always a compulsive eater. I really feel like I was born into this disease. When I think back over the years, um, I don't have a conscious memory when life was not revolving around food. So whether it was trying to control the food, whether it was just the feeling of never having enough of the food, um, trying to get rid of, you know, find a way to um, not eat so much, always thinking about food. Um, There's I have memories that aren't even really memories. It's more like my mom telling me things that, that I used to do as a very, very young child with food. And I would throw fits and she would, um, you know, try and give me money or try and talk me into rewards and things like that to get me to stop eating. And I was probably like one and a half, two years old. And you know, I only wanted my food. And from a very young age, I was very consciously aware of the concept of no matter how much food there was it was never enough for me you know if everyone got 3 i needed 4 if everyone got 5 i needed 6 and it didn't really matter what type of food it was and in my family I come from a family of eaters even though I don't really think they were all compulsive over eaters um, but people who really did enjoy eating and, and food was plentiful so it wasn't like I was really deprived of, of food food was readily available but I also come from a family Of like a lot of mixed messages. So, as a young child, I was kind of like almost force fed. You know, like people were like shoving food in my face and like, here, eat this, eat my leftovers. Here's my dessert. I don't want it. You can have it. And then the next thing I know, it would be like we're trying trying everything to get me to go on a diet. They would get out the treadmill when I visited my grandparents, take me someplace fun, and then like expect us to walk home. You know, doing all these things to try and get me to lose weight and then come home, you know, with an apple pie, like it did not make sense to me as a child. And, um, you know, my sister, I have an older sister who um, was like an out of control teenager, she got into, you know, drugs, alcohol, sex, all those normal teenage stuff, but I was too busy eating to care about any of that. You know, the food was my best friend, my lover, my everything. Um, by the time I was, um, I, I think of like the years of my life as like stages of like my weight. And I remember being 11 years old and I was 225 pounds. And uh, my mom took me to, nutri- you know, um, dietitian where she would tell me stuff um, like, you know, if I want a box of cookies, I'm going to ride my bike to the store. And then by the time I get there, you know, I don't want the cookies anymore. And none of that made sense to me. You know, I just thought, what is crazy lady talking about, you know. In my eleven-year-old mind, I, you know, I thought like, well, I would need two boxes because that's a lot of trouble to go through, um, and I need one for the ride home. And you know, so at, at a young age, it was very, um, you know, it was just very. Um, I, I was very um, different, and I knew that, you know, I knew that I was different. I didn't really know what that looked like, but I knew that I was different, and. By the time I was 14, 15 years old, I was already 400 pounds. Um, you know, I was treated really bad in school. I was, um, you know, abused, and and things happened to me as a child in the school district that would never be allowed today. And I dropped out of school, um, public school, in seventh grade. And I went into this independent study program uh, for, for a short period of time. And these two women there told me that I had to go to OA or I had to go back to public school. And I hated these ladies for it. And today I think they probably saved my life, you know, I planted a seed. I went to one meeting, there was a lot of people there that, you know, I, I didn't understand any of it. I thought they were strange and, um, but I never forgot that meeting, you know? I never forgot that there was a place called over-easolimus and even though, even though something, nothing really clicked for me at the time because I was just so young, something must have internally because when I was 23 years old and I just started a diet by then I was over 479 I was 479 pounds by then and I just started a diet I never forget it was like God came into my mind at that moment and I was I was swimming laps in my pool for exercise I just started a diet and the thought just suddenly came into my mind why don't you try OA again and not, again, like I never really tried OA, I went to one meeting, but so I decided to go back to OA and you know, this time I went to a meeting, there was two women there and um, we read from the OA 12 and 12 on the sex part of the inventory, it was very odd. Um, but these wonderful ladies told me about a newcomer meeting that was on a Friday night. So I went that next Friday night, I immediately felt at home. You know, that was like three times a chart. My third meeting, I was home and, you know, it was a very dark meeting. It was full of, it wasn't like laughter and joy. It was full of sadness and death and fatality. Like everyone was talking about heart attacks and like just the fatal, um, malady that this illness has but it was like just god you know my higher power just creating a way for me you know just um it was exactly what i needed to hear that moment i was really heavy and the only reason the weight hadn't taken that much of a toll on me yet is because i was so young because years later it you know 10 years later and it was like 90 difference the manifestations of the illness but I'll never forget this lady ran after me and she was like, please come back next week. And you know, I promise not all the meetings are like this because an average person probably would have been running for the hills. But again, I'm not an average person, you know, I'm an odd cookie <laughs> and, um, and I just, I just knew I was going to remain here and this was going to be my saving grace. And it took me, uh, I mean, the first year I got abstinent immediately. I had just started that diet and that diet became my first abstinence. I did everything, I did, well, I did nothing really. I did, um, I went to one meeting a week for the first year. I um, did not have a sponsor. I did not make phone calls. I did not talk to anybody. I sat there with my head held down. I never spoke at a meeting. I would buy my own chips so that I didn't have to, like I wanted a chip, you know, I wanted something for all my hard work of abstinence, but I didn't wanna have to talk. So I would just buy my own chips and I was closed down like not even purpose, you know, just that was just who I was. I didn't know how to get out of that. I bought all the literature obsessively and read it all. I worked the 12 steps that to the best of my ability on my own. They're not the 12 steps that I work today, but they were some form of the 12 steps as I interpreted them alone at the time. And for some reason, it was enough, you know, it was enough to keep me abstinent for over a year. I, um, I even like made it I remember making amends to my mom before she passed away and it was a beautiful moment I mean it was the best that I could do at the time it was very different than you know the way I would make amends today but it made you know she cried and she forgave me and it was a beautiful moment that I have thinking back and um, so you know, I lost 130 pounds um, real quickly. And to this day, I really truly believe that that was my higher power keeping me there because if I had went to that program, you know, at this point, you know, I don't really understand like the freedom and the manifestations of like the relationships and the resentments and like everything that I gained from this program today. So if I would have just went to this program, not seen anything physically, Um, I might've just been like, well, this is just another one of those programs that don't work for me. But, you know, I was absent for over a year. I lost 130 pounds. I have never in my entire life lost weight. Never. I was never a dieter. I could not lose weight to save my life. And I tried. you know, I just could not stop eating long enough to lose weight. And um, so I really believe in my heart that that was like my higher power keeping me there. You know, I knew there was something in this program that I've never experienced anywhere else. And that's what kept me coming back for years and years and years, even though at that point, like I just kept relapsing. It was like a roller coaster up and down, up and down for years. I've been in this program now for over 20 years. I have seven and a half years of absence today. And I have been maintaining over a 250-pound weight loss, and I'm so very grateful for that. That is honestly the smallest gift I've ever gotten. You know, I love the the interaction of this meeting. I remember one of my sponsors said, "You know, that's." there's no chapter that says into thinking, you know, it's into action and the actions that I take on a daily basis, keep me abstinent and keep me recovered and keep me free. And today I don't even want just freedom from weight freedom. Like, it's an amazing thing to have 250 pounds off my body, to be able to walk, to be able to, thank you five minutes, um, to be able to walk, to be able to, you know, go to the beach and spend time with my family and, you know, do all these amazing things that, that are such gifts that I probably wouldn't, wouldn't be able to experience without this weight loss. But I also want freedom from food obsession. Like, you know, there's things in my freezer that I haven't had in seven and a half years. And the, the freedom for me, isn't that I haven't eaten those things but that I don't want those things. Like I would not eat, something like that any more than I would eat like a piece of cardboard you know it's just not something that I choose to put into my body today and the freedom from resentments from fears from just letting this disease like rob my life you know Um, and I have a I have a history of making really bad decisions you know it's hard enough for me to make good decisions when I'm abstinent and recovered but when I'm when I'm eating it's impossible for me to make a good decision, you know, and I was in a marriage that was really, really um, unhealthy and abusive on both parts, um, ver- very, very verbally abusive, and my husband um, at the time would, um, he, you know, he would, like, leave me and my daughter over and over again, and when I say leave, what I mean by that is, like, he would take his money, and we'd be home, we'd end up homeless with no food, and sleeping in our car, and in homeless shelters, and in motels, and things like that, and today I'm in a, today I was able to get out of that relationship. And, and it's really funny because it talks about in the big book, how we, you know, our life is the only normal one. Well, that's true for me in so many areas. And one area is in relationships. You know, today I'm in a beautiful relationship and my part, my life partner is also in these rooms and um, you know, we get to live this program together, but the, the odd part is that, like, I didn't even know that that relationship was unhealthy until I got into a healthy one, because that's what this disease took from me, you know, and it, it messes with my mind and my thinking, and um, today, you know, I have, and this this disease took away um, my ability to, to make those good decisions, and I was in and out of homeless shelters, but I really it was my fault, you know, I kept going back. I kept going back. I did not know how to get out of that cycle. And I've lost jobs over this disease. I, you know, one time um, almost drowned in the ocean because I could not get up off the sand and a, and a wave kept knocking me down. You know, I've broken furniture. I broke a toilet, an actual public toilet, you know off of a bathroom wall before. They don't have to live like that. You know, I have stability today with my daughter. Um, you know, I have a an amazing relationship, a stable home. You know, a while back, like they last year, my um, my landlord sent me a message and said, I, "I really love having you guys as tenants, but we're gonna have to raise your rent." And it was like my first thought was like, "Oh my God, I've never lived anywhere long enough for my rent to be raised. Like, how amazing is this?" Like, that was really my very first thought, and I'm not even joking, I'm not exaggerating, I've never once had my rent raised, because I've been in and out of homeless shelters, in and out of, you know, apartments for like a few months here, a year there, motels, like my life was a total disaster, you guys, and people would come up, this guy came up off off the street one time and told me, He was like at a bus stop, and he was like, "I'm really glad that I'm not married to you. You look so angry." And this is like someone who like never even saw me before. But that's like the aura that I put out into the world. And today, I have this amazing job that I've had like about 15 years now. I've been employee of the year like twice, and I have a purpose. I have I have friends in this program. You know, I have a stable. Um, job, stable relationships, stable home life, you know, and it just keeps getting better and better. And best of all, like, I'm free of resentment. Like, I have a very cordial relationship with my ex husband. And I truly, truly, thank you. I truly, truly want what's best for him, you know, and that's the beauty. You know, I don't even have to fake it. I really hope that he has everything he's ever wanted because that's what this program gives me. It gives me the ability to care about other people, the ability to like look past what someone has done to me and think about even if that person's 99% of all, my 1% is going to kill me. And that's what I need to focus on. And that's what this con- this program continues to do for me every day that I'm here. And I will continue to come back. And I'm so very grateful to be here. And I don't know if you guys can see this, but this was um, a picture that I have. I don't know what happened to the regular picture, but I have it on my phone. This was my top weight. And that girl does not exist anymore, you know, not, not even physically. But she was so, you know, drawn off from the world and just... I am a different person today. I, I've come out of my shell. I'm like a social butterfly and I'm happy, joyous and free, only because the 12 steps of this program, they've changed my life and they've transformed me in every way imaginable. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks.